Did you know that not all zirconia is the same? Zircad Prime Zirconia from Ivoclar is uniquely produced with GT technology, which allows two powders that normally center at different intervals to be combined into one material which centers uniformly. The manufacturing process not only optimizes the translucent properties, but also creates a seamless progression of shade while maintaining optimal strength. Zircad Prime and Prime Aesthetic is now more affordable than ever and will give you the results that your dentist will notice. Contact us today to learn more about Zircad Prime and how Ivoclar can support your success. Tell them you heard it on the podcast and get a free Prime or Prime Aesthetic disc to try. Just use promo code 723. For all this information, visit the Ivoclar tab on the Voices from the Bench website. This is Laura Gilbert, Director of Technical Marketing at Ivoclar, wishing you a successful 2024. Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Greetings and welcome to episode 301 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. Happy New Year! Happy New Year indeed. How was your Christmas? Oh my gosh, my Christmas was awesome. My whole holiday, like after Thanksgiving all the way to Christmas and beyond has just been so great. I am blessed, I am grateful, life is good. What about you? Ah, very good, very very low key, but yeah. preferred. Yeah. But it was a good time. I took that whole week off in between Christmas and New Year. You actually took time off. I know. For someone that makes fun of me for never working. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that is kind of an oxymoron. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah but I mean, I, I run every day, which is nice. The weather's been decent here in uh, Indiana. Not great, but decent. What's decent? Uh, 30 and above. Ooh. I will take that any time in the winter here in Indiana. I ran today in the winter of Florida and it was 57 and I froze my ass off. That's hilarious. <laughs> At least I thought I did, but I did it. Are there a lot of people running in Florida when it gets that quote unquote cold? I didn't see any today, but there are a lot of people that go out and walk as soon as it gets a little chillier. You know, like in my parents' neighborhood, there's people walking everywhere, but not a lot of runners. You know, runners are bad asses. I run in, in tights, thermal vest, face <laughs> guard, winter hat. I mean, I do it up. Oh my God, great. <laughs> as long as hey, it's not icy, I don't care. I'll do it. Exactly. Get out there and run. Yeah. So 2024, starting today, because this episode comes out on New Year's Day. Very exciting. I'm really looking forward to this year. I think we got some amazing things happening for the podcast coming up. Yes, sir. Super excited. We got Visions later this month. You're going to Visions? Oh, definitely. Going to be there. Awesome. We're not recording the podcast, but we'll just be there just to hang out. and uh, Doing the Vegas thing. Absolutely. Enjoying the great show that is always Visions. Yeah. And then uh, next thing you know, we're going to be in Chicago at Lab Day. Right. Very excited. Life is good, Elvis. Yes, it is. So, uh, before we introduce this week's amazing guest, we want to give everybody one last reminder. And I'll tell you what, these suckers are selling. Head over to VoicesFromTheBench.com forward slash zippered to pick up a special ultimate limited edition one chance never again you snooze and you lose zippered hoodie or long sleeve shirt or t-shirt and it's got this super great retro image and the saying quote dental technicians making dentists look good since the 1700s that's pretty catchy i like it but here's the catch yeah you have to order before january 6 of 2024 So don't be one of those people getting on Facebook going, how do I get it? How do I get it after January 6th? Yeah, for real. Don't be that person. Because after that, they're done. And then they go to print. So they're made to order. And then they ship. Everyone should have them with plenty of time to wear to LMT Lab Day Chicago when you come and see us at the Ivoclar Ballroom. 
And you know, they wore them all last year, man. They weren't the same ones, but everybody, a lot of people had uh, shirts on. It was super crazy. Yeah, and this time they can bundle up in a hoodie. Ooh, with a chick almost straddling a uh, hand. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to see what that image is, head over to voicesfromthebench.com forward slash zippers to get one for yourself or heck, why not everybody else in your lab? And we want to give a huge shout out to Renstrom Dental Studios out of Minnesota for placing such a large order for so many of their technicians. Randy and Scott, who we talk to every year at Lab Day, are some of our biggest fans, and we appreciate the love and their support for us and the Foundation for Dental Laboratory Technology, where all the profits are donated to. I got five. Nice. Nice. I got one for my son, his girlfriend, me, everybody, pretty much everybody I know. Is your son's girlfriend in the lab? No, but she comes to Lab Day. Oh, nice. Yeah. So this week, we meet a ceramist from Europe named Alina Siklan. Nice. If you're on Instagram, I suggest you go look her up to see some of the amazing work that we're about to talk about in this conversation. Alina talks about growing up in Romania and learning about dental technology. Originally, lab work and Alina didn't get along, and she almost gave up. But by her third year in school, she caught that bug and started to love the work and honestly get obsessed with teeth. Big time obsessed with teeth. Because teeth are great. It was love that took her to the UK. And after a bench test that required her to do 12 units, well, she only did two. (laughs) But that's because she's meant for quality over quantity. Alina talks a lot about finding and using Mio. You guys nerd out a little bit on Mio. Yes, we do. The power of positive feedback in social media. And the importance of making them look like teeth and not restorations. It's a great conversation of struggle, hard work, and eventually succeeding. So join us as we chat with Alina Siklan. Whether you're looking to elevate your craftsmanship or looking to cut back on cost, look no further. Vita MFT teeth are the ultimate solution for creating lifelike and stunning smiles. Crafted with precision and backed by cutting-edge technology, Vita MFT teeth offer unparalleled aesthetics and durability. And since Vita believes in the power of experiencing excellence firsthand, for a limited time only, they are offering you the chance to get a complimentary case sample. That's right, a full case absolutely free. Just visit VitaNorthAmerica.com forward slash free MFT. Don't wait any longer to start providing your customers a premium tooth at an economy price. Redeem your free case sample, and if you're ready to buy, Vita will even give you an extra 10% off discount by shopping online on their newly launched online store. Join the Vita family today, and we appreciate your support of the podcast. Hey, it's Candular from Switzerland. We have been designing teeth since 1936. Successful tooth design knows only one benchmark, your own standards and those of your patients. Discover our tooth line PhysioSet TCR with new 18 anterior molds, manufactured specially for the US market and your daily work at your bench. If you are looking for new options in removable, Get to know us at candulor.com and find out more. You will be supported and supplied by our authorized dealer, Edmunds Dental Supply. Candulor, high-end only. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. The two rules, yeah, let's rock and roll, I guess. Barb and I are super excited today to talk to a lady on Instagram who posts some beautiful ceramic work all the way from England, Alina. Ta-da! Chiklan! Chiklan! It's, it's, it's I, I was going to go back to my C-clan, but it's not Chiklan. What I get on a daily basis, C-clan. We got to rely on Chiklan. Now you made you sound French, Alvis. 
<laughs> Make it sound more Romanian, you know, more aggressive. <laughs> okay, that's all. <laughs> Alina, thank you so much for joining us. My How pleasure. are you? I'm good, busy, you know, the Christmas rush, still uh, standing on my last leg, I guess, but it's good. It's manageable. How are you guys? Very good. What time is it there? It's like 7 p.m., but feels like 12, probably. It's yeah. 7. <laughs> yeah so we're recording this the last day of november Woo-hoo. we're ready to hit the crazy well, maria carey season is upon us yeah yeah and alina you're you're all in ceramics so you're you're a fixed technician correct i like to think myself so yeah i'm a ceramist i work at q lab in richmond london i've only moved to London about seven months ago when I just took a leap of faith sort of and I work at QLab where I work with an amazing bunch of people trying to you know restore people's confidence and lives this sounds like a commercial sure. <laughs> you sound like us actually <laughs> so Alina before we get into what's going on now let's talk about as we always do, how you got into it. Because I think there's a Romania background, Sounds isn't Sounds like there is from your accent. Yeah, so I am originally from Romania, born and bred. I graduated in 2015. And then shortly after, love brought me to rainy UK. And let me just say, it was definitely a change of scenery because back home in Romania, we have like, four seasons but then you come to uk and you have like all four seasons in one day <laughs> so let me- so what drew you to go to school for this let's let's go back even farther oh yeah that's for far enough basically after high school i was thinking to go into medicine i always say that this profession chose me and not the other way around Oh, yeah. Because after high school, I wanted to go into medicine or teaching. I was like torn between teaching or medicine. I guess I always wanted to help people. But forgetting that my high school was very much focusing on foreign languages like English, French, history, even Latin. Yeah, Latin. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Really. um, And yeah, daily, daily essentials, I guess. So not so much on biology. So when I tried to take some cla- like biology classes, my teacher, she told me that, you know, she sees potential, but uh, there's a lot of material to revise for, for medicine. So she sort of recommended that I have better chances in dental technology. However, the competition was extremely high. They were like, I don't know. 300 people i guess applying wow and there were only like 45 places from which 30 were bursaries so like back home in romania if you have like really good degrees you benefit from free education only if you're smart though. yeah only if you're smart but (laughs) (laughs) well let me just say that i to be honest i feel like i always had like a creative side but um i didn't really and a knife for details, but I didn't really get to explore it because having my little brother in the family stealing the talent show all the time, yeah. I said, I'm just going to stick to what I know best. And that was being a nerd, really. So I got in the fourth, I think. So I got in, yeah, luckily. And then it hit me because let me just say, me and dental technology was definitely not love at first sight. No way. Well, tell me why. Like what? You didn't like anything about it. You weren't good at it. What What was it? Oh, where should I start? I was telling this story to my colleague yesterday and she was as shocked as you are because she was like, no way you didn't like it. I was like, yeah, no, it was like a Tom and Jerry situation. I was just running away from it. <laughs> but it was, yeah, I don't know. It was, I started to, you know, first year, I remember to this day how much I used to hate the carving classes. I don't know. I felt like I was having like two left hands or like I was, I don't know, trying to build a sandcastle with a teaspoon it just my brain and my my hands were not cooperating so eventually 
it was I did not enjoy it. They were like we were having, I think, four hours on and on and three times a week. And we were playing with this plaster, massive teeth. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't understanding it. And but look at me now. I mean, I'm carving the crap out of the zirconia before <laughs> <laughs> and having a blast while doing it. So I don't know who am I. I I know. Well, so what happened? Why do you think you struggled? I mean, do you think it was the the teacher, the atmosphere? No, I just feel like you know I was seeing my colleagues that you know in every class they are like. The ones that have nothing to do with that job or that career, the average ones, and then the ones that they just stand out, I guess. So it just, it took me a while to like embrace it, especially in the first mm-hmm. two years when I, oh God, I wanted to give up so bad. But I was sort of always thinking, mama didn't raise a loser because I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like my parents always entitled in me the importance of hard work and I just didn't want to let them down. So I was like, you know, I have to like it. I have to make it happen. So it was kind of like fake it till you make it sort of thing. (laughs) You know, I really like that quote and that's true. So you didn't give up. You just kept going. Yeah, I pushed myself into liking it. And then I, I guess it just kind of came natural after because I remember that already in the third year, that's when I started to really become obsessed. Yeah, obsessed with teeth. And mm-hmm. I was like taking all sorts of models home and studying them mm-hmm. and just borrowing from the school, just to mention. Yeah. And um, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. I even bought like, um, you know, the Bunsen burner that some dental. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah Bunsen burner, yeah. And I was, you know, staying late all night and I was waxing up and trust me, the delightful aroma of the burn wax was traveling, was, you could feel it like from two streets away, <laughs> everyone in the house was smelling it. You know, everyone was smelling we me. Burning some wax. <laughs> Just casually <laughs> burning some wax, I guess. So eventually, I don't know, I feel like. I started to put more passion into what I do and I actually found myself enjoying it. And that's when, you know, teachers started to kind of notice me and it definitely, you know, gave me like a boost of confidence up to a point that, oh God, this, this story I haven't told to anyone just yet. <laughs> but well, now oh, you're yeah. telling it to Everyone. the whole thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> up to a point that that's, in the third year, I remember I was looking for a place to do my placement. So for something close to the uni. And I found this place, you know, heard really good things about it. And then I went there with a the colleague and they were asking if we have any, you know, work we can show. And I was having this beautiful molar, beautiful, even today, I would say it's, it's beautiful, metal molar that we finished at school. And I poured my heart and soul into, you know, creating a beautiful morphology, whatever. So I was, you know, proudly showcasing this metal molar, completely ignoring the fact that it had a massive hole on the, in my defense, on the palatal. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Oops. Yeah. It's fair to say they never call me back ever again. But, <laughs> but I mean, who needs a complete tooth when you have like a beautiful morphology, right? <laughs> yeah, you can overlook the hole if it looks nice. If it looks sure. nice, right? <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, they never call me again. But just to make it clear, they, they, they don't teach us at uni how to make holes in teeth, you know? It's actually... <laughs> It's actually a very, you know, nice university and one of the best in Europe because we have so many foreign students coming to study like dentistry or medicine there. So, yeah, it's a good university. It's just I was probably shit at metal. (laughs) That's why I had like a massive hole in my molar. So, yeah, that's that's how I sort of got into dental technology. And the school was three years? Yeah, First three years, yeah, I don't know, the, felt like 20, but yeah, it was just, <laughs> <laughs> it was three interesting years where I'm happy, I'm happy I didn't give up because to be honest, 
I don't think I see myself doing anything else better than just staring at it all day and fixing what nature messed up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It really amazes me the impact we have on someone's life or on their confidence because we are helping people. And to be honest, we are helping them to smile, giving them back their confidence. So I always refer to us like, we're like, you know, the the secret dusty agent in the dental world. <laughs> we are. We're the magicians that nobody knows about, but yet we make people so happy. And there's such an emotional part of me that listens to you and agrees. For sure. It's so rewarding because it really amazes me what like the change we make in people's lives. And when it comes along with passion and yeah, I guess you don't feel like you work a day in your life. But yeah. yeah. It's a bit too much to say, but yeah. <laughs> so Definitely. Sometimes. <laughs> so after you graduated, you alluded to the fact that you fell in love and it brought you to UK. Was that right after you graduated or did you actually work somewhere after you graduated that you didn't put a hole in a crown? <laughs> <laughs> the people now are going to know me for free. <laughs> No, they're going to know you from your uh, Instagram, beautiful work. No worries. So, no, I worked in a lab, like a boutique lab back then, but I've done a bit of everything. I, you know, I was doing a little bit of ceramic as well, but I don't, I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing back then. I didn't understand ceramic. I was just doing it, I guess. It was, it wasn't long, but then when I moved to UK, um, I feel like there was, it was it was completely different because for example in dental technology back home um most people i don't know how is it in you know in america but in romania most people are self-employed right so they have to you know they're being paid by units they don't have a fixed salary whereas in uk is the complete opposite like most labs have a fixed salary and they have like a target of units you have to finish a day so I think that's what like sort of hit me when I came to UK because you know I I also went to a morphology hands-on course before coming to UK and I can say that it set up the bar so high to what I you know to what I understood quality is so when I came to UK and um, I remember too, I didn't have a plan. Um, I was just, you know, I came and then I said, okay, I'm going to start looking for a job from day two. Yep. Um, and in UK, we have these recruiters where you put your CV, you upload your CV, like your mm-hmm. on a website and they find you. And then based on what you write on your CV, like, you know, about yourself, about your work experience they can send you to labs um, that, you know, need a ceramist that do, I don't know, eight, 10 units, whatever. So um, two weeks after I moved, I got a job interview, a bench test, we call it in, in UK. So I was, um, I was to this lab where I went there and then we had like a little bit of a chat and they you know, I had a bench test and they were asking for, I think they were asking for like 12 units, metaceramic mostly. I don't know. I, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. now it seems like a lot from eight, yeah, eight to five. Um, you know, if you're doing it, like most of people who work in NHS, for them, it's easy peasy because it's not a high, it's not a very high quality but for me at that time, you know, me taking my time to make nice fissures in molars. And it was, it was, I, I don't know, it was hard. So, so wait, that was your bench test. You had to do 12 units. Yeah, but I only did two. I said, look, close. I did two units, but they were impressed. So they said, okay, we can, you know, we can start you with six units. So I sort of started with six units, but, you know, don't get me wrong. For some people, 12 is like easy peasy. But um, for me back then, it was, it seemed like a lot. And I started with six units. 
I was trying to get my target up to 12, but I just, I didn't feel like I was progressing much there. So eventually, eventually I left. So they were, excuse me, they were full, uh, full porcelain buildups. Like we don't even yeah. do that anymore. Do we, do they do that in England? A lot. Um, I mean, I, in our lab, we don't do much porcelain fused yeah. metal work anymore, yeah. but they were doing quite a fair amount of it back then because they were doing a lot of Maryland and stuff. Um, but what I'm trying to say is this lab where I worked, um, it was owned by a corporation. So they were pushing the units, you know, yeah. it wasn't something oh, yeah. like would negotiate too much because they were just, okay, you need to finish this target. It's 12 units a day. You need to knock it out, you know, put it in the box and watch out. But <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was definitely, I see it as an experience, you know, any experience yeah. is good experience. So, um, shortly after I moved to Birmingham, Barb, I heard you've been there. So <laughs> I have love and it. You enjoy it. Heck yeah. I love <laughs> it over there. I would go back in a heartbeat if I could, I swear like that was one of my most favorite places in the world. Oh, please do. And let me know when you call me. I will. Elvis is going to send us. We're going to go. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> so, yeah, after, um, yeah, I moved to another lab where I've been working for four years. Yeah, definitely. It was, there were four years. There were four challenging years, actually, where I've put a lot of hours in love sleepless nights because who needs a work-life balance right nobody <laughs> definitely not a ceramist no it's not for us nope. again it was a lot of struggling but i've learned from it and i i think it kind of shaped me in a way or another um that's where also i started to use meal and where i had like a lot of trial and error and it was it was definitely a learning curve but um, eventually, you know, I know a lot of people don't like to hear this, but you need to put in the hours and the effort, the passion and your free time, you know, to grow and to learn and to work your way up, I guess. Yeah. It just it doesn't come easy. And oh, sorry. <laughs> I interrupted you again, Barb. Sorry. Oh, no, I, no, I said no. I, I was agreeing with you completely. I know, right? Because it was definitely four years where I barely had any spare time. But I'm happy that I got to learn so many things. And although it was like a lot of failure that I learned from, I feel like I always see failure as a way of figuring out what doesn't work to get you closer to what it does. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I take everything as part of the process. So those four years were definitely part of the process and it got me to where I am and I'm grateful for everything, really. So you went from a high production lab to this lab for four years. I take it it was a little bit higher end. Oh, yeah, it was definitely, you know, the quality. We were working with microscopes and it was every job was checked under the microscope. And I cannot work without the microscope ever again since oh, I yeah. left. Yep. <laughs> how you know what scary things you can see under the microscope and i also got to work with a lot of you know high-end dentists because this is how i sort of like even started my instagram page because i had massive imposter syndrome back then i was like i don't know nothing is good enough you know so i was like after watching like a tutorial on YouTube, I was busy, but I was quality driven. So I would always look up for new techniques, new materials to just, I don't know, make my life easier, you know? Sure. Yeah. And um, that's how I came across a video on YouTube. Um, and Barb, you know, there is James Choi, like staining a crown, a bleach crown and going like four shades darker. Right. And I look at it in, yeah, in one application and I look at it and I'm like, Oh man. And then it was me who had to like do three stain firings with another staining system and keep my fingers crossed while it was in the furnace, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, 
so we got the kit, we got the we got the meal kit, and then I was just you know testing and trying to get better. And it wasn't until I started to receive a lot of positive feedback from the dentist that we were working with, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't until then when it sort of like clicked to me. Because they were sending pictures and I had the chance to see how they look in the mouth. That's that's when I had my aha moment. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so what I'm doing is actually good. You know, it's working. And we had this uh, one dentist that he was at the top of his game. And we had a good communication. You know, he was giving me... I'm a very strong believer in feedback and communication. I always say that that's... Feedback for us technicians is the fastest way to learn. You know, a picture's worth a thousand words and you can see so many things from one picture. So he was like, he was sending, you know, he was sending me pictures of the of the crowns, how they look in the mouth. And I was there, you know, trying to look for flaws. And I was like, because that's what we do, right? We see oh, something. Heck yeah. <laughs> Let me do it. Okay. Let's see. What are the flaws? And yeah. What did I do wrong on this? Even though yeah, it's beautiful, what, what, what can I pick apart? <laughs> yep. yeah, nothing was good enough for me. I was like, yeah, I don't like it. I don't know. I think it could have been, you know, a bit more orange there, a bit more blue there. So, but he was like, he was super happy with the job and his pictures were like next level because he's teaching some photography classes. So his pictures were actually scary because you could see everything in them, like mm-hmm. everything. So I was, I was thinking and I was looking at the pictures and I was thinking, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm not good enough. It's always the case. Like I'm my harshest critic and I think I'm never going to change, to be honest. There's no, there's no chance I, I'll ever change. But it got me think at some point that if he who is like, you know, at the top of his game is posting my work, then maybe it's not too shabby, you know? Mm, yeah, good point. Yeah, maybe it's not too bad. So it just gave me like a sort of confidence boost. So thank you, Minesh. And uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's when I started my Instagram page. And I, you know, I started my Instagram page. And you, Elvis and Barb, you know how amazing the community is out there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I always say that, oh, God, it's such a great time to be a dental technician, like these days or moreover a female dental technician because there are amazing communities out there like night shift that you know we my friends nina and deepa you know they're doing so much for our industry mm-hmm. and they're giving females a voice and you know they're putting the spotlight on females so that's why i always say like it's such a great time to to be a dental technician i always say that nina should be in the history books because she she's doing so much for our community i would definitely oh God, yes i would definitely want our next generation to learn about you know about her and the things she's done and yeah it's it's an amazing time to be a dental technician to be honest well we couldn't agree more <laughs> At this point in your career, I was looking at all your photographs. So most of it's monolithic and you're just using the photographs that you're getting from your clients and then using the Mio to put all the colors and everything in. So the way I work now is I have, I'm working very closely with some of the dentists. We, I, we connected to Instagram or they heard about me from another dentist and we work very closely. Like we give, we give each other a lot of feedback yeah. and because I always say it's like, it's a partnership, not one-sided thing, you know, right. I'm learning, but then they are learning so for them, I am checking everything from, you know, from scratch, from scans, you know, preps, tell them what to prep because they don't know the lab's perspective, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And as we're giving a lot of feedback, I am learning, but so are they and we're learning and growing together. So depending on the case, I am choosing, you know, whether it's not every case can be a monolithic superstar. So I am also doing fair amount of layering but it all depends on the case i feel like nowadays with the materials we have at hand like you know the multi-layer zirconia it's not like 
ages ago when you had no choice but to layer everything. Yeah. Depending on the case, really. Sometimes I layer, sometimes I micro layer. Sometimes I just, you know, play with the colors because that's what I love to do. Oh, heck yeah. So this Mio structure materials, do you layer with some of those? I do use structure. I, I'm now a fan of the high fusing structure. So I use it, you know, to create fine texture like perikimatas or some lobes and stuff. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, I'm biased because, you know, I fell in hopelessly in love with this material. So I don't know this. I'm biased. <laughs> As a non-ceramist, what makes you choose to do a Mio case compared to actually layering it so i look at the i i work backwards i would always you know go with the design team we work super closely together mm-hmm. we look at the pictures right we look at the framework which material would be best zirconia or you know emacs that's also up to the dentist and i am thinking i would always start and this is a must for me uh, i would always start with the framework that's higher in value right so i don't know if the end shade would be an a3 i would go for an a2 or a1 always uh, because it's way easier for me to drop the value than to value luminosity than to increase the value so depending on that and on the picture i would you know either do an internal staining with mio i use mio for internal staining and then i use I don't know, Barb, if you know, the, um, Jensen has this in-sync ceramic that goes gorgeous with Mio. So wow. if I'm doing I've like, heard of it, yes. It's great. The shrinkage is so minimal. I love it, to be honest. Hmm. And so, yeah, most of the times I'm using that because I do an internal staining or I'm, you know, fully layering sometimes. Internal staining, you're meaning staining before centering? Oh, no, no, no. We don't do that. In our staining lab. before layering? Yeah, before layering. I just stain my, you know, my zirconia and get it as close to... Because, you know, sometimes you need depth and you need like a layer of opal, for example. Because every case is individual, I just make the choice there. Like I'm micro layering or layering or just staining, really. But it's always, you know, depending on the case. I could not say that all my cases are monolithic because they're not. It's depending on the case. But definitely, Mio makes it easier. And, you know, so far so good because we are getting a lot of positive feedback on the jobs we're sending. So, you know, it keeps us going, I guess. Makes us think that we're actually doing something good. What do you mostly do? Full arch? Are you doing singles, bridges? I knew you were going to ask me that. (laughs) I mean, I see, I'm looking at your stuff on Instagram, of course, and there's so many, it almost looks like full arches, but these full (laughs) arches have so much characterization. I mean, it almost looks like you put decay on people's teeth. I love that, Elvis. I'm. I love going for old and dirty teeth. I'm a fan of that. So I get it. Well, I, you're you know. in England. You realize that's kind of like the English way, right? Or at least that's what <laughs> I've always heard. Uh, is that the um, English? I mean, you got to crack every like, tooth in England. Yeah, like, like everyone... more realistic. <laughs> it's more fun for us. Okay. <laughs> yep. In America, we just want white, 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 white. But uh, oh, in no, there's funny that. <laughs> yep not as fun not as fun for sure you know i always have this saying right i say make it look like a tooth and not a restoration Mm -hmm. so i would always go for a natural looking result and that you know that includes everything proximal staining you know if i have to create recessions if i have to create crack lines hypocalcifications you name them uh, i'm there for them because i love playing with them I guess I love tailoring something and just trying to match it to the pictures. I just feel like it's it's a challenge. And it's a challenge, I, yeah. yeah. I always love a challenge. But yeah, if you ask me, I do prefer the old and dirty teeth instead of the, you know, classic bleach cases. So if you get a picture and a patient, let's say you're doing a single central and the other one has some stain on it and it's receding... These people are asking you to replicate that? (laughs) Crazy, huh? (laughs) I mean, just to me, it just seems 
here they wouldn't want you to. They would want to fix that and try to fix the other tooth. But they're like, no, I like my receding and my stains. Let's match it. Seriously? So, so, <laughs> obviously shocked. I'm a little. <laughs> so basically what we do in UK and what I do with these few dentists that we work very closely, we use these so-called blueprints. So what is a blueprint? It's a dental blueprint, right? Mm -hmm. They're basically high quality pictures, high quality albums, not iPhone or fax like we were talking through messages. (laughs) (laughs) So we were using these high quality pictures and we are using, the dentists are using like Keynote on, you know, Apple on mm-hmm, iPhone sure. or MacBook, and they are on the picture. They are writing and marking all the features that they want us to reproduce in our restoration. That's amazing. That is so great. I, honestly, I think it's such a useful tool because it just makes the results so much more predictable. Mm-hmm. And you get to, okay, you're not there questioning like, oh, should I copy this recession? Should I copy that brown line? I don't know, because they are just writing on the picture whatever they would like us to copy. And it just makes it, you know, it makes our life easier. and. It makes the result predictable, like you know where you're getting. You don't have to, oh, actually, I just want the plane A2. Where is it? You send me like 100 crack lines and recessions and, you know, (laughs) I'll I'll beat it. (laughs) When they do that for you, how long did it take you to figure out all of the Mio colors and how and what to use in the pictures? Did you have... Uh, a course that you went to or did I wish Barb I wish I struggled and for me I wish I to be honest I wish I was on a on a course because you know it tells you the do's and don'ts in this with this material so you know you know it creates a base but I haven't and I didn't have Instagram back then to ask anyone so I was just you know, trying to learn everything by myself and figuring out everything by myself. Wow. But now, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm mixing and matching a lot. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just like a chemist there, just, you know, mixing these colors. And it's pretty much what they do with Matisse, if you heard of it. It's just like, you know, mixing colors and put it on the, on the crown and see how it looks like. So that's, that's what I do, really. I just, I look at the picture, then... I'm there with my spatula just and my messy tray because it's never clean. I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, what I really like on your Instagram is that on each of your photographs, you've got a little icon that shows what Mio material and what colors and where did you put them. And, and I really think that's helpful for people that are maybe first timers or experimenting to be able to look at your photos and be like, all right, I see what that does. I, I hope you know that you're really, really helping people. Uh, I truly hope so. Because it's spectacular. I truly hope so that I help that I'm helping people because I believe in shared knowledge. I don't believe in egos and gatekeeping. I feel like we've come along such a long way from how I don't know technicians used to be back in the days when they were just gatekeeping everything and, you know, seeing everything as a competition. But I feel like this industry is really changing. And the fact that my platform can be, you know, a helpful one for anyone who wants to use Mio or I even get like, there are a lot of people messaging me, I don't know, can you give me my, your firing program? And I'm like, yeah, why not take it? And try and see for yourself, you know, find a way that works for you. Because I always say that what works for me might not work for you. It just works for me. But generally, you know, everyone's approach is different. But yeah, I do I do believe in shared knowledge. And I am extremely privileged that now I even got to have some um, meal trainings. I had my first course in Scotland, which was oh, overwhelming but nice. <laughs> <laughs> you gave the course, right? You didn't take it; you gave it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I gave it. Uh, oh. Yeah. It was such a nice experience. They sent you to Scotland to teach it. 
So I get labs messaging me if I can give private courses. And this yeah. was visit Scotland. And I wanted to visit Scotland from day one when I moved sure. to UK. So I was like, oh, here comes the opportunity. Oh, <laughs> of course. Great. So let's just say I went for the for the view as well. <laughs> because I was there for like a week and something and just wow. enjoying beautiful Scotland. But yeah, it was it was a blast for sure. And I just I even had at the course some CATCAM people that had no prior experience with the ceramic. And I was so amazed that the results they got, they were like, I was looking at it and I was thinking, damn, in my <laughs> months, I didn't get it like this. It didn't look like this. <laughs> and it just, you know, it's it was so rewarding. They, they even gave me like a little present after the course. And there was a, like a book, it, it was called The Carpenter. It talks about success and craftman, uh, like craftsmanship and all these things. And I got a non-dust brush as well from them. So oh, nice. thank you from the bow of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were very nice, very nice people. And I feel like first experience is so important because, you know, it's the first one, right? So you don't know it can go sideways. And obviously, I didn't have the most confidence, but I know that I love teaching. And as I said, I wanted to go into teaching after school, after high school. So it's always been one of my passions. And one of the things I wanted to do is, you know, to share as much knowledge as I can and as much, you know, just things I've learned along the way, I guess. So how did you go about putting your first course together? Like, how many people was it? Did you like have to press a bunch of ingots or mill a bunch of crowns? Like, what did you, what, what, how did you go about it? So I was just counting the people in my picture on Instagram. <laughs> there, were like, <laughs> there were like seven, I think, seven, yeah, seven people. Um, there were supposed to be 10 of them, but I think two of them, they were really, really busy that day and they just couldn't attend. Oh, I don't know what that's like. Ah, right, same. <laughs> same here, girl. Yep. But yeah, it was basically, they found me through LinkedIn because I also post on LinkedIn and they just invited me and said, uh, you know, they are quite new to Mio and they've seen a lot of intraoral pictures and they were like, you know, we have the material, we just don't really use it can you come and show us your ways and I was like yeah when I when I saw it Scotland I was like hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was an extra benefit <laughs> I was like oh god yeah <laughs> I didn't even think twice so then obviously we got to organize everything together you know Jensen has been supporting me with the materials and for my course um so I went there, you know, I tried to make these diagrams, uh, like Mio charts with every color, just making it easier for them to, when they're actually sitting down to do the bridge, it was like a three unit bridge uh, with tissue. We tried to, we tried to reproduce. And I just said, you know, it can look like this. This is, you know, what I'm teaching you, but feel free to, you know, do whatever you feel because I always love to give people freedom of creativity like you don't have to get it this way like you can it can be better you know <laughs> so it was amazing they were like as I said two two I think yeah two CADCAM technicians that had gorgeous results and I was so impressed I was thinking like it's either them, they are just, you know, have ceramic skills, or maybe, maybe I wasn't too shabby in teaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, took some credit. We did. <laughs> so it was, oh, it was such a wholesome experience. I would definitely do it again. And I actually have something coming up, but I just don't have all the details uh, yet, but it's going to be in London. Oh, nice. I think you're going to find that you're probably going to be doing that more and more and more often. I wouldn't mind, you know, I put that instead of working or cut this part. (laughs) And the company that you're with right now, they're good with it. They're like, all right, go. Oh my God. I was sold out to this lab from our very first conversation because the way the lab owner, um, Ala, was talking about the nurturing environment that he wants to provide and the support and growth, I was like, 
is this real? I mean, yeah. is this real that you have like a nurturing environment where you are supported, you're learning and you're growing. And for me, it was like, is this utopia sort of thing? Because, you know, I was, I was sold out and let me just say it did not disappoint and faith in humanity restored. Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying so much working here and it's such, such a supportive environment because I didn't really have that until now. So yeah, for me, it's like, it definitely wasn't an easy decision to move to London because I had to leave behind my two cats and my partner back in Birmingham. Exactly in this order, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have three cats for those listeners. No way. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, I do. Oh, it's done. <laughs> it's friends for life now. I <laughs> know. Oh, yep, exactly. So it was like tough to move all by myself, I think. But, you know, sometimes you got to make difficult decisions to allow yourself to grow, I think. So, you know, change brings growth. And so far, so good. Expensive. London is definitely not cheap. It's expensive to even breed here, <laughs> to be honest. We've talked to so many technicians lately, Barb, where they just drop everything in move to new countries well, it's pretty damn ballsy it, it is huge <laughs> i i don't even like go to another state <laughs> i mean it's just amazing what you're all able to accomplish and then you succeed when you get there that's the greatest part about it yeah i think it's important to follow your dreams and you know I feel like when you're in a place where you stop growing and your goals and the lab's goals don't match up, it's time for you to move on. Like there are better places out there. You just you just have to, you know, put yourself out there, look for the right place. Because I, I know so many technicians are unhappy, but lots of them stay in the comfort zone. It's it's hard to get off the comfort zone. Yeah. And it's challenging and it's scary sometimes. But it's, I promise, it's its all worth it. And I know it's going to be worth it. It is already worth it because I am mentally, you know, in a better place. It just, I go to work every day and I enjoy what I do. And it's a nice feeling, I think. Yep. So it was definitely a good, good choice. Not an easy one, but a good choice. Mm. Eventually. So the, the doctors, they send you pictures, they send you great photographs and they write on their you know, where they want things. Do you ever get to go in and meet with the patients or talk to the patients or so, see your cases getting seated? Yeah. So we do have patients coming at the lab, but God forbid is a chatty one because I'm chatty. And then we end up <laughs> staying in the room for like an hour, <laughs> taking a shade. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they do come, uh, some of them, to the lab to take the shade. And I, I had the case, I'm practicing with Matisse now. I've just started, really. And I had this one patient, you know, for me to take with the um, shade the pictures. Um, you know, we were sitting there and discussing and discussing and discussing. And after the job was finished i just said to her is it is it okay if you come back to the lab after the job is fitted and you know i take some pictures and she was like oh yeah for sure i'm coming you know if, nice. said, if you're happy only if you're happy but you know and then she was like she came back and she brought me like chocolate and she was like oh i'm so happy i was like oh let me take the pictures uh, the pictures first and then <laughs> And I don't know, it's so wholesome and rewarding to see you actually, because she was, obviously, she was so shy to smile. And when I was after, we were friends on Facebook, and I was seeing her posting, you know, pictures with her smiling, and I was like, oh, mission accomplished. Oh, it does yeah. feel good, you know, it's it's incredibly rewarding. And as I said, it's it's an amazing time to be a dental technician, really. So with Mio... Having crazy names, I know I'm kind of obsessed with the names that they use. Are they universal? Are the same names here in America? I over there? yeah, they are universal. I think you guys have sunflower, exactly. pumpkin, linen, oh, all these okay. weird things. Did you do your Smoke. homework before the podcast? <laughs> no, I'm looking at your picture <laughs> online. Ah, okay, you're cheating. <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> midnight. That one what color is midnight? I don't get it. <laughs> yep. Copper. I mean, who wants copper in their mouth? But whatever. <laughs> funny. Oh, you guys are hilarious. Yeah, yes, have, I, have... I think they are, Elvis. I think they're universally colors. Yes. Yeah. Colors. Yeah. I oh, I was supposed to come to Chicago Day, but sadly, my visa is not ready on time. But Aww. what yeah. last year or next year? I mean, yeah, next year. Oh, it won't be ready. Oh. No, unfortunately, no. But I don't know. Next time, I guess. But what I wanted to say is, yeah, they definitely have the same the same names. And I had a demo at IDS, and I was just there with a lot of people who are some masterminds in Mio. And I kept seeing, like, in my head, it was Mayo, Mayo. I kept saying Mayo. And then someone corrected me, you're like, no, it's Mio. And then I was thinking, like, all this time, three years, I was saying Mayo, Mayo, and <laughs> completely mispronouncing some of the, you know, the the colors. And I was like, Jesus, I, I've been living a lie, I think. Don't worry about it. I remember when Mio first had a booth in Chicago. I couldn't even tell you what year this was. And the whole buzz was, was it Mio? Was it Mayo? Is it oh, Mio? Yeah. Is it Mayo? <laughs> yeah. and like, everybody was asking. So true. You are so right. Yeah. <laughs> no, apparently it's make it your own. So it's yeah. Mio. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, I just, I was, I don't know how many years old when I found out. <laughs> <laughs> I was today was, years old was, when I found out. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely last year at IDS when, you know, all this time when I was mispronouncing it. But yeah. I, I love these dental shows and that's how I actually got into the Mio instructors group because I went to, we have a dental show in Birmingham. Uh, it's not as big and as fun as, you know, the Chicago is. Sure. I remember I was coming to this, my first show in UK really, and I was just going there for the networking and freebies because why not? Everyone likes freebies. Yeah. And I just saw the Mio stand, the Jensen stand. And then I went there and I was like, oh my God, Mio, like, you know. And no, I went you there. went up there and you went, oh my God, Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh my God, Mayo. <laughs> and then I went there and I was like, you know, just trying to ask the people there, oh, you know, are these colors? As if I didn't know. I, of course I knew. But mm -hmm. I was just trying to like, you know, find out more things about the application and stuff. Smart woman. Yeah. And then they were like, okay. I said, okay, I'm not completely new to me. Or I do have some work. And that's when, you know, Stefan, he was like, oh, okay, what are you doing? Like, oh, your work is not bad. La, la, la. And then the next thing I know is like he just sort of introduced me to everyone, like all the instructors. And the next thing I know, I got invited to IDS. And I was like, oh, that thing's moved fast. Oh, nice. Yeah. When you're talented, they do for sure. Oh, Barb, I I don't have any talent, really. <laughs> I, I do have a talent and it's very hard to beat me on that because yeah. for a very long amount of time i was losing something in the lab every single day whether it was <laughs> or a screw or god knows i don't know oh, they were yeah. going in some black hole and i don't know i still have a job but <laughs> i'm telling you <laughs> for me it's tissue i always lose tissue or oh, my loops. i was gonna say barb you've mentioned loops a few oh, times God, i've got like four pairs <laughs> it's horrible no way. I think it's just, no. think it's just a, a skill to lose things. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a talent, actually. <laughs> You'll be fine. Trust me. <laughs> it was like, I don't know. First, when I started here, it was like two months on and on and on. I was like, it, it was dark times. Let me just say that. <laughs> Excuse me while I get down on my hands and knees to look for a screw. <laughs> my jeans popped out. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It was... Uh, I don't know. It, they were going somewhere in some black hole that I, I was either finding them, I don't know, three weeks after the jobs has been fitted or never. That mm. was the key. <laughs> so it's usually about a year later. You're like, oh, damn. I just okay, Barb, you win. Okay, you win. <laughs> yep. I know. True. Uh, so when's your next course? You mentioned uh, 
something was coming up. Oh, exciting. Well, um, it's going to be around February. Since I'm not coming to Chicago and I don't have to prepare anything, I said, I'll just get, I just, I just, I'll just hold like a course, you know. Um, yeah, it's going to be around February. Places are limited and they are already sort of fully booked. I think there are like two places left. Already? So, wow. Yeah, because, you know, I had a lot of requests and then, you know, them people, they were just going on, you know, on the list. So we were talking, I told them, yeah, we'll have in the future. And then when eventually I got, you know, a date down, I just, you know, popped them a message and I say, yeah, for sure they're interested. So I will advertise it on. Oh, of course. Everywhere. Is this Jensen putting on the course? So the course is that they are supporting me with the material. But uh-huh. the courses will be in our lab at Q Lab in London. Oh, little so, home turf teaching, nice. <laughs> so yeah, it's you know it's my safe space. It's, oh yeah, uh, absolutely. It's nice when you know your programs, you know your furnaces, and you know your you know your shit, right? Yeah. And there's something to be said about that too, because you know if your furnace is off or your programs are oh off, god. <laughs> You're in big trouble. Too high, too low. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, you're that. so right. It's always that surprise element, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not fired correctly. Damn. No shit goes back. It usually looks a little better than this, but... <laughs> I will write that down. I will use it, Elvis. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely excited what, uh, for what future holds. For sure. Yeah. Anything else exciting on the horizon? Planning to bring my brother over, but he's playing hard to get, you know. Is your brother a technician? So, yeah. So I pushed him right into the dental technology hurdle, guys. I, you know, who needs a childhood dream when you have your elder sibling, you know, making a career for you already? So don't get me wrong. He's an amazing CAD CAM technician. And... He could probably design a full arch in less time than I make a coffee. But wow. I him, yeah, I push him right into the dental technology hurdle and he's doing fantastic. I could have, you know, I could have pushed him to be a rock star or an astronaut, but no, I no. gave him teeth. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. I think that is so good. And that, working with your family, there's nothing more gratifying on it. Especially seeing somebody younger than you just blossom under it, too. Yeah, I mean, he's always, you know, he's always been, he's always had like an artistic side. Always telling the show in our family. I have to mention this because, <laughs> yeah, he was always, he, he's a very good technician, but he's just playing hard to get to UK. You know, he's playing hard to get because I'm trying to convince him for over four years to move and he's just like not right now um i'm like okay yeah whatever <laughs> just <laughs> just tell me when you're ready and move <laughs> yep so he's in romania yeah he works in romania right now mm-hmm. um back home in cluj he works in a clinic and they're doing like a lot of full mouth rehabilitations mm-hmm. so he's very fast with um you know designing he's he's a cat technician so he's he has everything I don't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's he's doing a lot of full arches cases. And I really, really wanted him to, I really, really wanted to bring him over. But, yeah, I don't know. Let's pray. Another thing I have to pray for, I guess, apart from my cases. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could probably get him a job pretty easy. So. Heck, yeah. Oh, I already have a plan for him. I told him I want, it would be <laughs> Oh, that's great. I think I know why he doesn't want to come. <laughs> He's going to work my ass off. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, God. I push him so much. I don't I don't know if he loves me or he hates me or probably both. <laughs> Sounds like family. Yeah. Sounds like family. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, it would be nice for him to join me and join our lab because I already have a plan for him. And, um, yeah, but let's see him. I don't know. Fantastic. That's awesome. Alina, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, then already? <laughs> yeah. It was a quick hour. Oh, God. I could talk 
to you guys for hours. It was Call wonderful. <laughs> I loved it. I cannot wait to meet oh, you. I had so much fun. Yeah, so did we. And I can't wait to meet you. Hopefully, maybe in two years, you'll come to Chicago so we can meet you. But honestly, good luck. Teach or maybe you day. come to Birmingham, you know, and yeah, we're going to have idea. like a full week of fun. <laughs> there you go. That's a better idea. And Elvis, yeah. you invited too. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I don't want to be locked out or anything. Yeah, thanks. You can come. <laughs> All right, Alina. Thank you so, thank much, you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for thank having you. me, guys. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Huge thanks to Alina for coming on our podcast to tell everybody about your amazing journey of being the ceramist that you are today. I tell you what, we really enjoyed talking to you and hearing that others might have struggled at the beginning, but as you said, hard work and self-study can get you to succeed and also, of course, falling in love with dental technology. But we do appreciate all the tips you shared and look forward to seeing where you will be teaching a course next. Personally, I am hoping it will be in America sometime soon, maybe Lab Day Chicago. But thanks again, Alina. Keep up the great work. All right, everybody. That's all we got for you. And we will talk to you next week. Happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Year. Bye. See ya. Not my first time, Barb. <laughs> <laughs>